0: This is season 5 of the Foyin Jones Show and in episode 10 it's getting big, it's getting scary, because we are joined by Brad the Phoenix cousins. And he's gonna be talking about a career in kitchens and how he is now a professional boxer. We go, I love what I do And if you, if you love what you do It's not a job, today's not a job I have been joined in the studio By someone whose story I spotted on LinkedIn, we've been Connected for a while and He's from my sector but he's got A much bigger, bigger story than that It's going to involve Kitchens, it's going to involve Football, it's going to involve Lots of football banter But more importantly it's going to inspire Every one of our listeners and every one of my connections to dream this episode episode 10 of the foyne jones show season five we welcome brad cousins to the studio brad's come all the way down from yorkshire the journey started in doncaster he was in brighton last night he's in the studio today bradley sir brad welcome to the show how you doing mate perfect thank you for having me on um Enjoy Brighton so far. It's a, a top lovely town, place. It's top city, mate. Isn't it genuinely, you can't come to Brighton and not enjoy yourself. It's it's festive at the moment. You've got the skating at the dome. You've got all the shops out there, and there's
1: some unbelievable restaurants which you've been taking in, take, taking one of them in. Yeah, the restaurant was beautiful last night. Hopefully, a good one tonight. Um, enjoyed the Christmas markets. Probably yeah. have a bit of food there as well tonight. Fair,
0: fair play to you, bro. Fair play to you. And obviously, people are watching this podcast as well. You are the first guest. This you are the first guest. This Season who, who has come down? Told me they'd come down in come down in a football shirt. What shirt you got on your back, mate? All leads, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, all, all leads are we? All spies are we? The questions <laughs> we'll come on to when we get on the football. Will will you be marching on together, or are you falling apart again, as the other fans say? Um, I've got lots of Fulham and Leeds story which I'm going to share. But before we even get anywhere near football, and when we do. The Fulham hat will be coming into play. Charlie, the producer. We had a little joke on the way up. We bumped into a West Ham fan. I said, what do you get? You put a West Ham fan, a Fulham fan, an Arsenal fan and a Leeds fan in a lift. A tear-up, you know, and there'd only be one winner in that tear-up if we look at who's in the studio today. But, Bray, do you want to just start by just
1: introducing yourself and giving us a few ideas and glimpses into your story? Yeah, so um, I did two years uh, at university and realised I wanted to be in the real world, and that's when um, I joined Wren. Um, Joined as a designer, uh, worked my way all the way up to a manager and opened my own um, state-of-the-art brand-new showroom in Wakefield, but after that uh, and the lockdown, first lockdown, I realised I weren't where I wanted to be in life. I weren't happy. Uh, I'd put on a lot of weight. My mental state were probably the worst it's ever been. And I decided to start losing weight again. So I joined the James Smith Academy, yeah. which is a popular guy who runs an online sort of fitness campaign to get people to lose weight, regular people. Started that. So people like me? Yeah, anybody. And yeah. that's what I enjoyed about it, were real people. It weren't just people with six-packs and, yeah. oh, I want to be that. It were real people, helping each other out, a real sense of community. So I started started that, lost five and a half stone. Started it with my dad, so we both lost a lot of weight. And then I started boxing back. Boxing's been a passion of mine since I was sort of 14. Um And my coach turned around to me one day and said, right, do you fancy turning professional? Uh and of course I did. A dream that I thought had died was sort of relit really again. Um, it's thrown up massive opportunities. I'm in the best mental state I've probably ever been in. Uh, and it just sort of like I said, reevaluated life and realized. I mean, you do you do seem to be buzzing, like just in general.
0: It's like radiating off you, just in your messages. It just even downstairs in reception, there's there, there, there's 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 like a feeling good, training hard, working working outside of to factor too. I mean, I mean, I'm not training to anywhere near your levels, but this morning I was in that like the dog's looking at me, Snoop's looking at me, not Scoop Charlie, right? Snoop Snoop Dogg is looking at me, and. I'm going, it's really cold out there. Do I want to do my 5K you know, k circuit up and down the beach? Like, Do I want to do it? And I, I reluctantly dragged myself out. I'm like, I'll tell you what, we might just throw the frisbee a bit. We won't worry. Got there, you know, hardest things getting out of bed, then hardest things starting. Came back from it, absolutely felt on top of the world. So, sort of, you know, bounced back into the house, ready in the office. And uh, when, when Holly and Jack and uh, they come in, they say, you were running this morning, didn't you? I went, yeah, I'm like, really good. exercise does something to you doesn't it but you've taken that to a whole new level so let's just drop back a little bit so you love boxing
1: you first first boxed at 14 was that like a local gym yeah so uh, my mum and dad sent me to a local gym because they said sort of I needed to get myself I was very active as a kid and always I probably had ADHD but it were undiagnosed at the time but they got me into a boxing gym and said right we need you to do something that you enjoy got there I were a bit heavier at the time, so I've always struggled with probably eating food, bad bad relationship with food. So they got me into a boxing gym and I were natural at throwing punches. I weren't the best boxer in the world, but I was natural at throwing punches and being able to move uh, and loved it from the first minute I walked into a gym. I just absolutely loved the environment, yeah. the different people that were in there uh, and the sort of social aspect of it as well. Fair play to you,
0: mate. So, so you, you're boxing at 14, right? So you're training, you're doing that. At that stage, was there any, I'm going to make it a pro, I'm going to, to, to go into the eight...
1: Did you have any amateur fight? Did you do any... Did you? Yeah, I had 27 amateur fights. Right, okay. Um, did one more than I lost, yeah. but I weren't, like I say, I weren't the best amateur. I had yeah. probably an unorthodox back foot style, which was never sort of respected in the amateurs Uh, I probably had a more pro style in the amateurs always wanted to go pro but deep down did I believe I could do it probably not Mm. Uh, I was pushed towards university like most people are it's the best way to go xyz but looking back now I kind of wish I'd have probably just gone for the boxing then. You were really honest with us in, in reception about uni life. You said, like, you loved, you
0: loved the city and you loved the nightlife and you loved everything about it, but the, the learning weren't all that for you, was it?
1: No, I, I didn't want to learn about theories about how the Romans were good entrepreneurs or they could have been and things like that. I wanted to earn money. I wanted mm. to be out there. So I love the social side. Yeah. And has it given me life skills that have come into effect while I've been in the working world, probably? Yeah. Would I have been a general manager of a a rent Kitchen show if I'd have not had them life skills and knew how to talk to people and, uh, and sell things probably not but yeah, yeah, yeah. that going out 24-7 ruined what I loved and mm. that were boxing keeping yeah. fit I couldn't do both I'm an all or nothing sort yeah. of person so trying to balance both just weren't so
0: something so, so, so had to give and, and the boxing went because that's the you know, you you can't party and and train like like you must be training now. There's there's no correlation between that at all. Um, and you do see, you know, we we had um I've had Billy Schwer on the show before, and um, you know, Billy's quite inspirational, and he helped me quite a bit this time last year with some advice and that. And and he was, you know, working with my on his target market, I'm the middle aged man, you know what I mean? It's like positive, positive mental attitude and live your life with purpose. And and he was saying to me, you know, you've just got to like slow it all down. You can't do that 100% successful and that, and that, and that. And how on earth are you going to try and deal with all that, mate? And, and it kind of made me take a step back and think, well, what, what do I want to be? You know, I remember this time last year thinking, well, I want to be a better business owner. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better dad. Um, if I'm going to work on them, I've got to focus on just small goals. But you, you, took, your, you took yourself away from uni and you went into employment, didn't you? Talk us through that journey, that part of the journey.
1: It was a difficult conversation with my mum and dad to say, yeah, <laughs> after two years I'm, <laughs> I'm going into, into work. But they've always said, actually, you proved us, us wrong of mm-hmm. what we thought at the time, because I went into Wren, um, took to designing like a duck to water um, and sales. I could talk to people, I could find common ground, and it's just about being yourself. So I was really successful in, in that aspect, and after a year... Um, I put my name forward for a sales manager's role, and and luckily, I, luckily, all through passion and and skill and what I could do at the time, I, I got promoted to sales manager. How old was you when you, you got that? Twenty one year old. So. so so that's so that's
0: so that's a sales manager in a big corporate business, a very very driven business, a results orientated business. You know, fantastic growth from the outside looking in. You know, fantastic growth, managed hard. You know, managed hard. And then if you're a sales manager, you're probably dealing with what I dealt with when I was first made a sales manager.
1: Everyone's older than me. Everyone knows better than me. And you you want to work like three times as hard. Yeah, that's the difficult part. You've got people that have been in kitchens longer, people that are older than you, but I sort of used that to my advantage and I I respected what they were saying and used them as a management tool myself because I understood that they could do things better than me and I might need their advice. So that gains respect when you respect someone else and respect their skill set that gains respect back for yourself so that's why i was so successful uh, in that aspect as well because i didn't think i were the best in the room which Mm. you're not other people have got skills you don't have so use them to your advantage and then another year later down the line i was promoted again to general manager of of a showroom and that's
0: show-stopping you know, in terms in terms of a career for a young man, you know, a young man who's... You could look at it whatever way, way, way you... You could use the word drop out, you could use the word choose to live, and you would have used all them different words when you talked to mum and dad about it, but ultimately, you made a decision for you, and it's paid you back, because you've, you've got yourself to, to the dream job for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, at my age, I was one of the youngest managers in the company, if not the youngest general manager in the company, to ever mm. be promoted. And... It was a dream job to to myself. I enjoyed the job, I enjoyed the role, and I enjoyed the progression side of things. Um, Did I have thoughts of I'm taking on a bigger task than than I can do? Yes, but sometimes you've just got to go for it and, and... and live your life as as best as you can. Fair play to you, mate. Fair play to you. And and
0: that that journey in itself, that 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 role as a general manager, that that leadership position, you're responsible for everything. You know, you, you're putting every bit of invested emotion into into the success of that of that business. That I would imagine, and I, and I
1: know, know you'll be be honest with this. That took some toll on you, mate, didn't it? Yeah, um, you don't have time to do stuff outside of work I was in there a lot longer than the 40 hours you're you're employed for. But at that time, it was something that I'd got a goal. I'd put in a showroom that I'd never succeeded before and my job was to make it successful. If I wanted to go any further in my career, then I needed to do everything I could to make the role I was in successful. Uh, And fortunately, I managed to do that and, and were rewarded again with... With another promotion to open a bigger showroom, a brand new state-of-the-art showroom, which I later did a year and a half ago, just before lockdown.
0: Unbelievable, unbelievable! And I think when we, if we fast-forward the story, it was around lockdown one. You know, I mean, I I remember being, being KBB show was in play, and you know. COVID was becoming real because it wasn't just people walking around the boat, you know, it was, they're not walking around the ship now, this is actually, lots of exhibitors aren't coming, there's the people now not attending, and you go, you know, get, get, giving you a bit of perspective of where I was at that time, I was training to do, do another marathon, I hadn't done marathons for a long time. Um, I've actually got a reasonable PB, I've got a 3.30.23 marathon, which, you know, was was. Amazing for me, looking back, but at the time, you get this right because you're a trainer. I trained to be sub three thirty. Yeah. So you know what that means, do you? You know what that means, right? Um. So so I vowed never to do one again. But we were working with Chestnut Tree House, who are a brilliant, uh, brilliant local charity who work with children with life life ending diseases. Um. And Callum was working for me. Uh, he said, let's do it. So we were training. I was just, We were going for four hours. I'm like, I'll be right." Like, we'll do this. And we were getting, building up for it. We did, Brad, right, we did our 90 and a half mile training run on the Thursday. Friday was meant to be full and Brentford at the cottage. I didn't go full and Brentford. I didn't run the marathon. And I just thought, what was all that for? And the world on Monday changed forever. It changed forever. And my world was then, will I have a business? What's going to happen with my family? Three weeks later, my wife's made brutally redundant. Four weeks later, my only son's made redundant. I'm like, my recruitment business is folded like a pack of deck of cards, and I'm going, "Whoa, this is this is you know, help me, you know, where do we go?" And you dig deep, and I was lucky to be able to help others and come out of it probably a much better person. You entered that passage
1: of play, that difficult passage of play, and you weren't happy, were you? Just in general? No, I, I sort of took that time. I had twelve week off work because my showroom hadn't been built yet, so. The builders had been pulled off the job. Most people at Ren had gone back to work. I hadn't. Me and my dad looked at each other and said, "After a week, we need to do something about our our healthy lifestyle because yeah. we'd both put on a lot of weight." You said you put quite a lot on, though, didn't you? Eighteen and a half, nearly nineteen stone when I first started, um, which is the heaviest I'd ever been. I looked at myself in the mirror and I thought, "You don't look. Like, you don't <laughs> look now like you could have ever carried that amount." No, uh, with my height, I didn't carry it as bad, yeah. and it snuck on quicker than. How tall are you?
0: Six foot three. Yeah, so, so, cause I'm, yeah, cause I'm six two. Um, both my boys are slightly taller than me, They, will, they I, I've challenged it for years, but now they are both taller than me, Harry, Henry, they will, they will go back to back, it's embarrassing and I always lose. Um, but but I thought that when we stood, so so you, you can hide the weight somewhat when you're up there, when you're looking down on people, can't you?
1: Exactly, yeah, and I think it were quite jovial, to be fair, at start of the lockdown, we've got a double gym in our garage that we, we never used. Mm. And I saw a post on Facebook, ah, you people that can't go to the gym who've always been in better shape than me, you watch what I call out this lockdown and it was a joke to start yeah. off with but we started training started eating healthy just you and your old man yeah me and my dad yeah. and i think that's what kind of motivated yeah closer than ever we've oh, got a really, really close fun. family with family friends as well it's an yeah. extended family of about Hundred people, um, <laughs> but oh, right, when you are fighting. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. I've got the following. I think they had hundred and ten people last time come. Fair play, uh, And we're looking probably more towards hundred and fifty from an next fight. So,
0: so, up. so, so, so you, you're carrying. You, you know, you, you're heavier than what you are. You're five six stone overweight. And that's your words, not mine. Yep. You know, that's your words, not mine. And, and you and you and you falling in love with your double your garage, your double garage or a double gym in the garage. Yeah.
1: Yep. Tell me how this happens. It's. I started watching, like say, James Smith yeah. videos and I knew I Shout wanted to, to lose to James weight. James <laughs> Smith, mate. <laughs> yeah, I knew I wanted to lose weight, but I never envisaged getting to where I am now. It just sort of, it happened one day at a time. I changed my morning routine, I changed my evening routine. It started with walking. Yeah. Me and my dad were going out in the morning walking dog and then going out in the evening walking dog and that's all it started with. Um, and I knew something needed to change and as soon as it... The train started gaining momentum, it just went on and on. And here we are today. Here we are today.
0: Bradley, is it? Is it Brad the Phoenix Cousins? Is it, is it the Phoenix Brad Cousins? How does the, how does the
1: ring announcer do it? Uh, Brad the Phoenix Cousins. There uh, you go. Hence the tattoo as well. Yeah, this go, is brand man, new. Mate, I
0: good mean, work on you. I mean, the work's good. To be fair, I'm, 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 a, fa- I'm a fan of I'm a fan of body art, anyway, as most people know. But but it's there. So 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 let, let, take, take us because we, we, we'll, we'll keep this part of the show just bringing us up to the here and now. So so we've learnt you were boxing at full team. You. Went Went to uni. You were a young, shining success story at Wren because you don't get to that level of stripes and that level of responsibility by being average. You weren't you that. That's earned. Then you're in the gym with your old man. You're training. You the, the weight, I guess, is coming off, and you're having fun. How on earth does that
1: end? How does that end up with a professional boxing fight? Please tell me. So um, again, I decided. I was doing the weights, I was lifting heavy and my first thing when I got into the gym was to be stronger and be better looking aesthetically. But I decided to go back to training with my old coach and do a lot of one-to-ones. And he turned around to me during one-to-one and went, do you fancy giving it a go again? And I went, amateur or... He went, no, let's go pro. I'm getting my manager's licence. Let's do it, let's have a go. I think you're more mature now. You understand the game better than you did before because as a kid everyone wants to be a world champion.
0: Yeah
1: you can count on your hands how many world champions are going to be. So right. let's set our goal at getting that first pro fight, aim for a area title, maybe challenge for an English. And I just sort of like went, yeah, let's do it. Uh, you only live once, a lot of things happening around us and COVID showed everyone just go for what you love, yeah. do something you're passionate for what and the success will come.
0: What a story! mate. I mean, it's, it's just—it's genuinely like you know. You just and, and you talk it—you say it so humbly as well, you know. And it's almost like so matter of fact. I just—I just rang the old coach up. We got <laughs> together. You know, we 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 hit a few bags. We did a few press ups, and boom! It's not like that, mate. Talk,
1: talk me through the real training rege- regime. I mean, what were you putting in? So to start off, with, obviously, when I first got my contract, then it was just like right, start training, boxing every night, train every night for my fight. I was training twice a day. I were up at five o'clock because I still had a job, training, going to work, training after work. So it, it is hard. I'm not going to say it's not. Yeah. But again, if you're passionate for something and you want something enough, it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm doing something I love. I and, think, when, and when was the first fight? The first fight was in October. Wow. Um, it's took quite a while to get my licence medical because... To go through so much and yeah. with COVID, you can't see people. But the first fight was October, and it was just a dream come true. Fair fight, right?
0: Fair page, yeah.
1: So, how, how did that? So, so just,
0: just give, give us your, your, your take on that, because that's like, that's where all the dreams are made of. You know, people will think of Rocky films, they think, they'll think, whatever. But, but you're living that. You're there. Someone wants to rip your head off because they, they're, they're not turning up to just, you know, no, no, no. So, so, so,
1: just talk us through that experience. Where was it? So it was at Barnes and Metrodome, and yeah. um, it was just a surreal experience from the weigh in which we had the day before, and stepping on them scales. <laughs> pictures videos in my uh i had the oddballs colorful yeah. colorful boxes on because uh, i like to be out there um i wouldn't have noticed where, yeah. <laughs> being a leeds fan yeah. is it we all like oh, to be out wait, there wait till we get out the football. <laughs> that's coming that's coming i just want to get this story to where it is yeah so on them scales i, I finally realized it were happening yeah um i'd got my new shorts got my t-shirts printed uh we've lost a few family members this year and a few family friends so I had them printed on the front and it was just like that experience I said to someone getting in that ring is a win if I got beat in that ring I'd already won coming from 18 and a half stone it it was a win and I think that's where you get your most success you get your most success from being humble and just knowing that actually you're winning at life no matter what Mm. you don't have to be a world champion you don't have to be a British champion just be who you want to be. If you want to run a 5K, run a 5K and make that your goal. Mm. And that's all I see boxing as now. I see it as I'm doing it, we'll give it our best go. If and who I, did you fight? So I fought a kid called Elvis Dube. Yeah, uh, He's uh, been on the circuit a lot of years. He's had 106 professional fights. Okay. Um, so he knows his way around the ring? Knows his way around the ring. Yeah. Every Every round he changed it up. Uh, it were a great person to, to share the ring with yeah. with his experience and his fought kids like Lyndon Arthur and things like that so he's been in with yeah. against good tough opposition so give me a really good experience from a professional fight Fair having nice. not been in a ring for four years and, and how did it end? how, how, how did it finish? How did you so walk? I won on points you won on points so I won away yeah all the way to the end got all four rounds through won on points which was just having my arm well, raised, what is was unbelievable. What that moment feel like? Did you fancy yourself, or were you not sure? Like,
0: you, I saw like, is it calling in you? Like, Did you did you know you had it, or do you, I mean?
1: Yeah, I, I was a home fighter. Uh, I had a game plan, so it's sort of the way things go. To start off, where you get get fights, you should win. Yeah. If you're getting beat, to start off with then maybe yeah. you're not a ticket seller. You, you might need to go on the road as a as a yeah. journeyman, as they call it. But I just. Every round I took it as it come. I just followed the game plan. I knew I was fit enough because I'd invested time and effort into myself. So I just I just went out and there and right. did what I was told to do. And and, 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 and you know, congratulations, man. Thank you. play.
0: Thank you. Fair play. You. Like, fair play. And, and we'll come on when we when we wrap the show up. We'll talk about what's next. And we're going to do a what's next for you as a businessman. What's next to you as a fighter? What's next to you as a person? I've got a challenge you might better help me with because like if you can shed weight like that, I mean this derby could do it coming down a bit, but. Let's just and I know you're not this type of person, but you told me it, so I can't not bring it into the show. You've had you've met
1: some characters on your training. You've been in the Fury camp, haven't you? Yes, yeah, so on, <laughs> fair play. <laughs> so luckily I've got a, a good team around me. Uh, Jimmy Arrington is renowned in the sport, he knows everyone. That's my manager and trainer. Yeah. Um Steffi Bull, uh, I fight on a lot of his shows with, with Josh Wells, so some big names there from f- from the boxing world. But luckily I got um Asked to train with, with Tyson Fury one morning. Uh, he was coming down to Doncaster training in our gym um, and luckily I got to train with him and it was the most surreal experience ever because we were told just to act, act natural. <laughs> but there's this world world champion, undisputed, just stood there in front of you and you're just trying to make was casual... Was it a full <laughs> Fury
0: entourage as well, that, that arrival? Was he much, much more intimate than that? Just him on his own. Yeah.
1: Uh, came down to train um, and then... After that, following that, I went up to or across to Morecambe to, to spar with, with Tommy Did um, you? Uh, and train... Out of their gym uh. with Jimmy, because, like I say, it's great connections and they're just great people. So, so
0: let's just think so. So, when you're like, you know, when you're, you're, you're in the Wakefield Super Showroom and you're, and you're planning Mr. and Mrs. Smith Jones's kitchen, you know, and they're really happy with your work and you're best, you know, you, you, and you're you going, I'm saying, this is good. I've had a good day, right? It's a good day. We're on our targets. KPIs tick. Another, another sow in the bag. Any part of everything, I'm going to turn pro, win my first fight and go toe-to-toe with Tommy Fury and meet Tyson within 12 months or 18 months, whatever it was. Not a chance, not there a you chance. That's, that's, that's what dreams are made <laughs> of, Brad, and, and that's where I want to end, wrap up this first part of the show because if you dare to dream and you make things happen, boom, now you're sitting in the Thorne Jones Show studio. Don't get any better
1: uh, than that. Exactly, don't All get right, any better than well, that. When we it? come
0: back after the break, Charlie, we are going to talk leads, leads, and Leeds. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, are you ready? The digital revolution is no longer a spectator sport, it's game on. The magical art of storytelling is the future. Social, content, branding, podcasts, video marketing and virtual 360 tours. This is Jones Digital. Welcome back to the Foyn Jones show season 5 ep- season 5 episode 10 with Brad the Phoenix Cousins I could be the ring announcer I know there's better <laughs> people than me but ladies and gentlemen alright I've got to try reckon I've got to if you want like a West London accent you know I don't know whether the Donnie Whites <laughs> and all your home fans will, will like me but I could have a go but let's let's just bring it back to why you've got that shirt on I have wardrobe change I've put my full and bobble hat on um, which I don't wear to football I prefer a Stone Island or you know I try and, try and go down with the kids do <laughs> you know what I mean uh, the, the, the 80s casual culture but let's, let's talk about your love affair with Leeds United um, and, it, and it does is something, I, something that, that I was talking to my eldest about is that you know Leeds always travel Leeds always turn up so there was no way Brad was going to do this remotely he was always going to be in the studio away from home you're wearing the away shirt why are you a Leeds fan, mate? Did you have a choice? Uh, no, yeah. not a choice once whatsoever.
1: Yeah. I were either a Leeds fan or homeless, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of them. But as soon as I walked into Ellen Road, that first time I, I heard marching on together, I just fell in love. And yeah. I knew there were no other team for me. Um, being home and away with my dad. Yeah. like I'm, I'm sure yourself, been home and away, there's just no better experience. Yeah. Leeds fans, like you say, travelling I numbers. did the same
0: <laughs> with my team, mate. With Fulham, it's like dip, dip, you, we will suffer together. We will have occasional joy. We will have occasional moments that make us cry. Most of the time we'll go away laughing. And what I like, like about you is you're from my school of football supporter. If it ain't going that well, we'll just go down the bar for a bit <laughs> and, pop, and pop up again and see what the score's like. Sometimes for me,
1: watching Fulham home away and into Europe, the football gets in the way of a really good day. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I've been everywhere. First few games, Watford away in playoff final. I've been to that many player finals. I... I never want to go to another (laughs) one. (laughs) Uh, We never come out victors. Doncaster Rovers away. Uh, Well, at Wembley. Having to go out to Donny being beat 1-0 by by Donny was the worst few weeks of my life. But it's one of them I and mean, you follow your team wherever you go and, mm. and that's, that's what makes it so special and you, and you, don't, you don't pick your team and, and I think I mean, that's, that's, that's what makes it so so
0: special and, and and being Leeds and seeing where the club is now and, and, and all the pressure that went with getting them back into the top flight you know, I, I remember the David David O'Leary years when you know the, the club was punching well above its weight and it probably paid the price for that and it's a long way back but we were toe-to-toe at the top of the championship when, when you got yourself back up there, but but what you have done is is and I and I I think you're pretty safe from relegation. I think with the home form and the fans, you've you've got a manager who's a character, you've got a club which has got great support, but we all like a certain player, a certain cult hero. So in your journey as a Leeds fan,
1: if you had a gun at your head and a one special player, who would it be? Well. I always, as a kid, loved Alan Smith, but then he did that to us. So so my mind clearly changed there. Uh, I always liked your likes of like Gary Kelly, like the underdog.
0: Google Absolutely. Right back.
1: Great right back. And when he hit a goal, when he scored, yeah, I think he only scored an handful of goals, but when he scored, he scored. They're always Ooh. a screamer. So just love players like that. Uh, and then you look at Ian Hart. Play, players Did you like a fullback, just out of interest? No, I'm a goalkeeper. Yeah I, mean, yeah, I can see, I can see the stamp for that. It's just uh, you
0: just pick your right and left back. You know, I mean, there, yep. there's so many other players that that you could have, you could have sort of said with Leeds. I mean, I I, I, I used to work with a fella who uh, mad Leeds fan, but he was down south, and uh, uh, this shows my age. But he, he he called his boy Jimmy Floyd. You know what I mean? And he didn't expect any type of Chelsea you know, to get the Christmas or whatever it was. It was, uh, but 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 it is there, it is there? And I've got I've got some amazing memories of. of Fulham Leeds, but I'm going to take you back to my first experience with Leeds United, alright? i mentioned this down there, I'll tell you what it is. So, most people will know my journey is like, from a Fulham council estate working on my granddad's market stall, corporate boardrooms, oh no, sorry, I've got that wrong, from a a Fulham council estate and working on a market stall, to the football terraces, corporate boardrooms, launching a recruitment company, that's the life-changing recruitment company. Go back to the market stall element, um, I used to work on my granddad's fruit and veg barrow down North End Road Market in Fulham, which which is probably why I can sell, why I can talk to people. Um, and if I pulled the bar out and was there at the end of the day to pull it away, he'd give me a f- few quid to go and watch Chelsea or Fulham. And I was always a Fulham fan, but you know, I would go and watch Chelsea in the first division rather than Fulham in the third. You know, Chelsea are playing Liverpool, John Barnes is uh-huh. playing, Fulham are playing Mansfield Town, don't know who's playing, you know, uh-huh. but but Fulham were always my team, and all and, 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 and I'm proud to say that for all my life that they are my team. One year. And I think it was when Chelsea got relegated. So I'm going to go 86-87. Um... I'm working on the Barra. It's like September, September Saturday morning and like loads of coaches start coming down North End Road and like we're looking at them. I've never had as about a 12-year-old so much abuse, right? <laughs> the, they were slitting their throat. They were calling me this, that, cockney this, cockney that. My granddad was waving at them, giving his thumbs up which made it even worse. They were The, the more we waved back, the more they wanted to get out of it. And there was just coach after, coach after, coach after, coach. I'm like, who were they? And he went, oh, it's Leeds, don't ask. And That was, that was my first experience experience of it um and it, it stayed with me you know and it was the dirty league this and that but I just got kind of I, I like that aura about them and I've watched Fulham lose there I've watched Fulham win there I've watched them win at Fulham I've watched us win at Fulham it's a it's a ground I like going to because it's a good city and it's a club that always adds value when you play them because it doesn't matter if it's midweek Sunday Saturday it away ends full You know the away ends forward and 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 the noise is there. So so, what would you say? That's my original Leeds moment. And I don't want to talk about all the goals Varduka scored scored against us over the years. What's been your best moment as a
1: Leeds fan? There's, there's been a few. Uh, one of
0: which We've has got time, got mate. Talk us through
1: Old Trafford away. I was lucky enough to get a ticket. Was when, that Beckford when Beckford the Beckford scored. game? The Beckford game. I mean, I call it the Beckford game. I'm not even leaving. <laughs> we were in a taxi away from uh from Trafford Centre, yeah. and the taxi driver goes, "Ah, you've got no chance. We're playing Berbatov. We're playing this. We're fun playing fun that. Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and we were sat there like, um, "Oh God, what what are we going here for?" Yeah. Like we're in League One and they're playing all these players. And then when Beckford scored in that sort of, I think it was 19th minute the best experience i yeah. ever had. My friend's grandad turned to me and went, you don't know how long we've been waiting for this. Yeah. And we just went mental. Everything were up raw. Um, I remember after the game, think silly things. How old was you? About 15, 16. Yeah. Not, not even that, I don't think. It was just, just one of them where they'd been waiting so long for this and I, I'd got it at such a young age. I remember even after the game walking back to try and find a taxi and there's this bus goes by and we're getting abused and... Then, we Turned around, it's Leeds fans. We've got yeah. Leeds stops, on. Them. we're like, and like, Yeah, so they changed from abusing us to celebrating with us in about two minutes. Um, and it was just one of them that'll never leave you. Yeah, the rest of the game were horrible because we had to sit there at one nil up. Like, I've, already, oh no.
0: I've only seen Fulham beat Chelsea once in my lifetime, right? And we didn't, to be fair, I always try and give this a bit of rationale. We didn't play each other forever, so it's not like we were playing it, playing twice a year or anything like that. We, we didn't play for about 20 years, so so um. Two thousand and five, Craven Cottage, on, on a on a Sunday, on the telly, uh, Lewis Barmore, his Lewis they scored up to five minutes. We held on for ninety-eight minutes, <laughs> like genuinely, and, 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 and we invaded the pitch. It was a meaningless league game, you know, but, yeah. but I think they'd already won the league. And we we I mean we were quite safe, but we invaded the pitch and I've had a few late last minute equalisers at Craven Cottage and they've been really good. I was talking to Jamie Pierce, one of the previous guests about it. He's a big Brighton fan. I was saying that, you know, but I, I, I think I've seen Fulham win at Wembley. I've seen us get promoted. I've seen us in Europe. I've seen us, you know, do things I'd never dream of. I'd just like us to win at Stamford Bridge. Just once in my yeah. lifetime. <laughs> just once. And every time we go there, and we haven't been... Well, we were, we, we couldn't get there last year because of COVID. Um, but if we get up, you've got that hope. you just got that hope that this year, this this time. I don't know. Maybe Maybe it will be. Maybe it will be. But... Back to the here and now and this season. What's a good season for Leeds United Football
1: Club? Safety, mid-table, what's good? Safety, just staying up again. Uh, Last year were great. Um, It's great to be back at games. I mean, promotion and being back at games and being in the Premier League is just just a great thing. Uh, I remember turning to my dad. I think it was like Oldham away on a Tuesday night. We took more fans than Oldham, which were a strange experience. (laughs) And I turned to my dad and said, we're never going to be back in Premier League, how add. And then just to be back there, it's we live in a dream. As long as we stay up, recruit some more players, hopefully Bielsa stays because that man is just a god. Mm. Um And then we'll take it from there. Next season, you never know. Maybe oh, Europe. Aye. And...
0: and, and <laughs> And back into the boxing, you know, there's the, the famous Leeds boxer Josh Warrington. You know, the, the crowd, the, the Leeds, 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 the, the whole thing. Would, would you, would you fight at Ellen Road? Would you, would you fight at, Don, at Donny's Ground? I mean, does it? You take it as it comes. I take it as it comes. I'd, I'd, love to walk out at Ellen Road with packed yeah. crowd. Um, you said something really powerful to me, though, and you, you, and uh, you said to me that you would like the people to come and see you
1: because you're a good fighter. Not because you're a Leeds fan? Yeah, if Leeds fans want to come watch me, watch me box and support a fellow Leeds fan, great, but I don't want to use that as, oh, come watch me because I'm a Leeds yeah. fan. I want to win people over through my story of losing the weight and through doing what I do best and getting in that ring and hopefully having a good tear up. From what I can see, mate, you've got
0: absolutely no doubt of getting fans on your side. You've got two in this room already and, and genuinely we wish you every success for the future. Final part of the show... We are going to talk about the future. We're going to talk about what's next in the story. So we deal with a boxing part first, and then we're going to kind of pull you away, like a phoenix, right? You like, that? <laughs> like a phoenix, we're going to lift you away from the boxing and look at where where your path's going to go next. So you, you announced it last night. We saw it last night. Everyone got excited in my office because they're like, "You're meeting him tomorrow." Like, wow! And I'm like, yeah, he's quite a nice guy. He seems quite down to earth. Actually, he's going to wear a lead shirt.
1: <laughs> Boom! He's wearing a lead shirt. But mate, when you're fighting it next, it's quite soon isn't it yeah so 25th of February I'm back out at Barnsley Metrodome uh, you can get tickets through myself uh, Instagram's probably the best at B Cousins Fitness um, it's going to be good to get back out there and I think having it in February is going to be important for me because it keeps my mindset on track over Christmas Yeah, knowing the personality I've got I could quite easily lose it over Christmas <laughs> But it gives me something to focus to stay in camp, have Christmas Day off and, and get ready to yeah. to get the second in the bag. If, if the
0: diary allows, because uh, you know I'm in mean North Yorkshire quite a bit, if the diary allows, we will be there. All right? but Jane, Jane was talking to me about it. She wants to come. So I've got the pass. We can come. I'm going to try and make it happen. You coming, Producer Charlie? No. Charlie's going to come. So we're going to try and support you. But we will share B Cousins Fitness. We will share the details. I'll push it on LinkedIn and off LinkedIn for you. Because genuinely... I think I think your story's amazing, and if anyone can do it, I've got a feeling you can do it, mate. It's just the way we were talking at half t- half time. I think it's a football game. We were talking at half time before we changed ends, right? And he's going, Charlie's going. Oh, I've got a bit of football tonight, and I'm going, oh, Charlie. I'm still not coming. Like I'm too old. I'm not playing with you like. Too you're like, I'll play. Oh, try, I'll play so there, there you go mate you've you, you got a fighter on your team mate that's going to that's gonna put odds in your favour are you going to go and goal or on the pitch
1: oh no I, I like playing out I yeah, never yeah, used to I, like playing yeah. in net I oh, just, just got, got put there how a fat kid they stuck it net back, back in day
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go mate there you go so mate this has been absolutely brilliant Brad and, and genuinely thank you for your honesty and your openness about mental health and, and the, you know the challenges you were facing I mean you summed it up when you actually just said you weren't fucking happy like, I don't make no excuse for swearing. I don't care. Like you weren't happy, and something had to change, and you made that change. That's something which I think would inspire so many people. Um, but I'm going to ask you something, and there's no right or wrong answer because we don't know. But you know what's next for you? Because I because I, I can see there's a professional sports career, there's a professional
1: businessman in there. You're at a crossroads, in general, aren't you, mate? Yeah. So I think you get to a point in life where you've got to make a decision on what you want and where you see your future. Um, I'm still not 100% sure I'm taking time to, to make that decision. With boxing, it doesn't pay the bills, so you have to do something along the side, but it's what I do along the side. Mm. I love kitchens. I never did when I started, but I do now. So do I open my own independent kitchen showroom, which I'd love to do? Um, you spoke about it. You really fancy that, don't you? Yeah, I mean, there's a premises I'm, I'm in talks with now, and if that comes off, then that will probably be the way I go because I like helping people get their dream kitchen and something that's going to affect them day to day it it, it's not just a kitchen it's it's the heart of the home for most Mm. people so I do enjoy that side of things and would you be able to do that and still box yeah, I think with the independent markets, it's yeah. completely different. It's not retail. It's well, you're all about in control. You yeah. know, it's, it's your business. It's you know, you
0: you get your team around you. Um, and funny enough, I know a great recruitment business that can help you. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> can't, can't resist it. But let's go back to you have got control of what you do, so you could actually trade around your training if that makes sense.
1: Exactly. I mean, retail biz- businesses they want every last bit of blood they can have, but whereas an independent and run it myself. I can choose the hours. I can make Ooh. sure I'm training at six o'clock on an evening, which is my boxing training. Even if I do half day on a weekend, it's not going to affect. Are you one the of up, them like early goal. doors,
0: dark runners as well? Were you out?
1: Yeah, yeah. When when I, I do train around work, so yeah. when I were working a nine till five job, I were up at five o'clock to train, yeah. to then have my breakfast, thing go to work, and then train after work. So it's about picking what works around training as well as picking something that's when, be a good when I do the running
0: early doors on the Brighton seafront, there's a few of Scotty Welch boxes from yeah, the yeah. gym there, yeah, because it's right near where your hotel is, mate. Right? That is, you know, the gym there. Um, I'll show you it, I'll show you it when I drop you back. Sorry, we're going right off something, <laughs> but I'll show, I'll show it to you, it. But um, what I'm saying is that you know, you, you see a few of the boxing lads, man, and like, you know, there's no like morning banter, it's like. Headphones are in Hoods up And they are focused mate They are putting
1: their miles in It's, it's so it's, Cardio is such, such a big part of it Isn't it Yeah no one likes the road work We yeah. just get out there and do it I mean Talking about marathons earlier I did a Manchester half marathon this year Didn't Didn't train for it I, I set it as a goal Because I didn't have a date in for yeah. my fight So I, I wanted to make sure I was fit still um, managed to do it in an hour and thirty two two minutes. Yeah. Which so so without training, time. my bet,
0: I've trained my best one three nine. So like you know, I'm just <laughs> gonna leave. Like there you go, <laughs> there you go. But 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 that but that's but you get there because you level of fitness. And yeah. to be honest, you can do if you can do a five, you can do a ten. If you can do a ten, you can do a half. It's when you start going on that hard doing doing, doing it again,
1: it's harder then. It's yeah. the endurance side. Yeah, my mates signed me up for a full marathon. I don't know when I'm gonna train for it or if well, you gonna can't be if to, you're boxing
0: but, anyway because yeah. it's gonna it's gonna do damage. So yeah. so, so so do you Independent kitchen showroom of your own is something that you're passionate about. That's, I, I mean, I think if anyone can make that work, you can, and, I, and I'd say what a rope. But then you mentioned taking inspiration from your own weight loss and the, only, uh, and the improvements you made to your mental health. Fitness could be something for you as well, couldn't it?
1: Yeah, so I have started my personal training qualifications on the side anyway, and I think the reason I'm really passionate about maybe going into that side of things is I want to change people's life, how mine work um there's a lot of people with issues mentally physically but i think a lot of it is down to what career you're in uh what f- fitness and physical state you're in because as soon as you get that sort of everything changes i mean the job i were in i weren't happy with which meant i were eating for happiness essentially because i weren't happy in my role mm. i was coming home and the only thing that made me happy were eating and drinking mm. And I think that's where people have to look. And if I could go into that fitness side and change even one person's life, then that's job done. Mm. Because I think we all need to sort of stick together and help each other out. Did you find yourself struggling to make to decide, though? or, or, or Do you think it will happen naturally? Yeah, I think things happen for a reason. If, like I said, if that premises comes off that I've looked at for the kitchen showroom, it's the dream premises and that's the way I'd go. But if that doesn't come off, then I think I'll probably lean more towards the yeah. fitness side.
0: Because if you get... So, so that says to me, like, that's where you want it to be. And if it can't be there, second, third, fourth best, ain't going to cut it for no. you. It's not like what's option A, B, C on the menu. It's like, that's where I want it and that's, that's where I see it. I, th- I think just, just in the way... I mean, Charlie, you're good. Just in the way you communicate... The fitness side, you're going to back. naturally people are going to want to. They're going to they're going to get inspired inspired from your story, but you, but you, you, you keep it real. There's no there's no ego. There's no look at me. It's a it's a general. You said something there. If I could change one person, well, I think you can. So so I think you've got you've got that route as well. And who knows? You know, with we, a we, fighting, who knows where that can go? You mentioned the area title, maybe a British title or an
1: English title. Is that is that something on the radar as well? Yeah. So we're aiming for an area title yeah. that opens doors to. to anything and if like say if you put 100% into it and you train hard enough then why not a english title why not a british title and then you never know sky's limits if you put everything into it but be realistic set small goals and take it from there right so i'm going to set you a challenge Phoenix, I'm going to set you a challenge, right? So
0: take an average 46, nearly 47-year-old fella who supports Fulham, who is reasonably athletic but carrying far too much weight around the middle. Um, That's me, by the way, Charlie, if you didn't know who I was referring to, uh, who does want to make some positive changes to his fitness and he really wants to do it. This person does have a gym uh, in the garage, it has a heavy bag. It he has a little bench. It has it has all the stuff he needs. He's near a beach, so he can run a little bit. He's got a dog that needs exercising. Would you be up for putting something together for me to to make me so I can just? I mean, I don't want to go fighting anyone, mate. But I'm just saying that. Can, can, can I can I make some positive steps? Could you help me? Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, w- we'll have a chat off air uh, about what we can do. But it's all about not giving up foods completely, but thinking about when you're eating them. Yeah. If you're having a, a weekend where you're having a pizza, have slightly less during the week.
0: Yeah. I but remember hearing head. David Hay talk about that, like, in an interview. He said, like, you know, I'm going to have burger and chips and a few red wines. He said, but then for three or four days after, I'm going to try and have salads. And he,
1: he just... And I went, like, is, it, is he? Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, someone used an analogy. It's like a bank balance. If you've got 100 quid and you spend £5 every day, you've got a bit more for the weekend. You, you can't spend more than than you earn. Essentially, that's what we're doing with calories. We mm. we we're spending more than our body can physically use, so we, we're putting on weight because it stores what it can't use. And essentially, that's what we've got to do. We've got to come under the bank balance and make sure we've got well, something right, at the end of the week. I mean,
0: that's, that's breaking the science down in the language I understand. So that, that's a great starting point, right? So so I, I am going to tap you up, right, for, for a training plan, for for maybe a diet plan and for maybe that. Don't see me going in the ring with you because I'm too old, you know. I don't see that. Charlie might step up, you know what I mean? I don't know. Fancy that, Charlie, going in the ring with Brad? Eh? You don't, I don't know. But... Honestly, in terms of guests and in terms of a story, the Brad the, Brad the Phoenix cousins' Dare at the Dream is actually fanta- It's fascinating because, you know, your journey at Wren would have been a great story. On its own. Your journey at Wren plus the boxing is a great story. Your journey at Wren plus the boxing plus your openness about the challenges you were dealing with mentally and physically makes it an amazing story. And knowing that you're at a crossroads in what's going to come next with another fight coming. Genuinely, Brad, I wish you every success for the future. Um, You enjoyed yourself loved it yeah. loved every minute you, of you have been a brilliant guest I mean if you go go, if you do play football go through Charlie do you know what I mean like leave, leave one leave one on him it's best uh, not get injured yeah, I know, you can't get injured mate can you you'll be one of them like continental players who won't, who won't, who won't go imagine that he rings up he said yeah that that, that little Charlie Hula the musician he, he went right through my Achilles he's up, my fight's off <laughs> That'd be terrible, wouldn't it? Thanks for coming in. I've got something for you, mate. I've got, um, I've got a couple of signed copies of my book, The Lockdown Diaries. I'll put a little up the of message in there for you, <laughs> all right? Um, next time, you know, we'll get you in, we'll Thank talk you very about much. the journey. You've been an absolute brilliant guest. That was episode 10 of season 5 of The Foyne Jones Show with the Phoenix Brad Cousins Dare to Dream what a brilliant brilliant episode thank you for coming down mate it's been an absolute pleasure
1: perfect thank you and before we go I have got you a few oh, gifts as well I love gifts and there we're we
0: going to do, do a boxing, sh- boxing shoot but I don't care what, what, what blow lamps you've got on I'm not getting my underwear in front of the <laughs> thing but we're sharing presents I'm going to give one of these to you Mr Hula alright thank you mate Merry Christmas to you and your family regards to your old man get in that gym believe and we'll see you in February mate Thank take you. care thanks for listening